Okay. Welcome back, people. It is Florida's Fitness Podcast, and we are going crazy because we're still in quarantine. That's right. That's why we're talking about bacon right away. It's another another, uh, quarantine edition. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to mention the... uh, Hot and fresh out the kitchen. Yeah. I'm not going to mention the unforgivable plague that is uh, sweeping the nation. It's here. Because if I don't speak it, it doesn't exist. That is my philosophy Uh, to this point. Um, all I want to say is, um, I'm mostly frustrated, I think, because of a sense of, I don't know, one, being a smart ass, two, because probably took it, we take it lightly because we don't think it to be that big of a deal. No. Because it's like, okay, there's a situation, let's address it, let's move on. Yeah. Let's not dwell on it too much, like, yeah. (laughs) Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Yeah, yeah. Do all the shit you're supposed to be doing. And yeah, I feel like I need to clarify carry on. with with some of the people I know because I think they think that I. Oh, let me adjust this. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I definitely come off very dismissive, and I know I've uh, frustrated a lot of uh, family members about it. But <clears throat> like, this is how I like I deal with stress and like how I deal with crisis. Yeah. Like, I'm all. I'm doing all the things that I can control. You mean look at it objectively and yeah. deal with what you can control? Yeah, like I'm doing all the things that I I know I can control, and then I don't dwell on the fact that it's making people crazy. Like, I, and like for people who don't know me, like I hate watching the news because it's either bullshit or just negative all the way through. Like, there's no good news ever come out of it, and like the rare cases that are, it's just it's overclouded with more negative stuff going on yeah so um yeah i don't watch the news uh if i something actually does happen like i i take it very seriously and i control i can only control what i can control i can't control anything else like yeah um i I do get frustrated how like ugly society can get especially you know what's what's going on now with like you know Stockpiling and all that <laughs> stuff, and like and everything. But I do like the fact that like our, you know, our grocery stores and our, our you know, small shops are either like delivering stuff. Like uh, I saw O and A is dropping off growlers of coffee or Ooh. beans, and like I wish I lived you in. Hit them up now, huh? You want to hit them up now? Shoot, I wish <laughs> I, I lived. I wish I lived in like the city of Sarasota limits where they could drop it off in my house. That's kind of legit. Because that's pretty cool. It's like the milkman, except better, mm. you know? <laughs> and, like, you know, grocery stores are opening up early for senior citizens to go shopping, which I think is awesome. And, um, you know, I, was list- I-, I told you I was listening to a, a Cat Williams um, comedy, one of his older comedy shows. And, uh, you, know, he- you know, obviously he said comedy comes from a dark place. And it's true because, like, there's nothing stronger than America during crisis. Like our, our quote should be like "f out of here." Like with the crisis, like we are so strong when it comes to crisis. How, how we deal with it, we all band together. And like, unfortunately, it takes like something like this to happen for us to band together. But yep. it, it, it in, in hindsight, it is beautiful the way we help e- help each other out and you know get things you know for each other. And our bond is so strong as Americans. So yep. I mean, there is no other country like it. Yeah. And uh, we're definitely the strongest country in the world because yeah. of it. I mean, it definitely, it just stuff like this kind of puts everything in perspective. Yeah. And it's like the pressure cooker. It's just a lot of, uh, so I've been seeing a lot of quotes about how, like, what happens when you squeeze an orange? You get orange juice. What happens when you squeeze a person? It's like, well, this is what you get. Yeah. I probably butchered that. <laughs> but, but if you squeeze a person, uh, some. <laughs> I can't be held accountable because I came off a 12 hour shift. And um, I'm not drinking coffee, so my brain's a little loopy. Speaking of news, that's the one thing I couldn't stand. Um, like I was sitting there at the nurses' station, and mm-hmm. there's like a TV in this little like little like chill out space in front of me. It's just like CNN blaring all night. Not that's 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 not the point. By yeah, that's <laughs> that I'm not like pointing out CNN. I'm just saying like there was a news station that was on that was all night, yeah. and then like. About five doors over is a, is one of the residents, and she has her door open, and it's got the same news station on, and I'm like, it's just there in stereo, and it's just fear. Yeah, it is. Uh, I mean, that's what the news does lately. Um, 
That's what it's been yeah, doing it's since been, they started the 24-hour news cycle. Yeah. It's just, like, constant fear. And, like, I think it, you know, that kind of stuff, like, it melts people's minds, basically. Yeah. Just totally screws them up, so. Well, it's important to, to kind of make that point because um, we, were, we were talking about, like, in between stimulus and response is a choice. <clears throat> and the thing that I'm definitely seeing nowadays with everything that's happening is people have a severe inability to make the choice that this is just sound. Yeah. It's just stimulus. And like, what they're hearing yeah, is. like you can, I mean, bad things are going to happen in life. It's how you respond to it. And that's yep. a Dabo Sweeney quote. Yeah. Um, that was one of our quotes for today. But like, it's true. Like, it goes all the whole way back to, you know, stoicism. Like, you can only control what's in your control. Yeah. Right? It's how are you going to respond to it. And if you're going to respond like a lunatic and, like, freak out, then, you know, it's, it's going to be bad for you. Mm-hmm. So. And that's really what it all boils down to. And I think it's, a, it's actually an important exercise, not just in stoicism, but um, if there's anything athleticism has taught me and fitness has taught me is that you can learn to sort of dismiss or put off discomfort and pain for some great yeah. game. Yeah, and like, in, all athletes have to learn this lesson. Like, you have to be able to adapt. Um, I mean, especially for what's going on in the NCAA and for CrossFit, mm. um, you know, a lot of CrossFit athletes like Henry are stuck doing limited <laughs> equipment workouts. So painful. And... You know, he's he's a big barbell advocate. Like, he loves slinging weight. He's a strong dude. Like, it's, you know, it's hard for him to sit still. So he has to figure out how to do things, you know, differently. Where Whether it's a one dumbbell workout or just a bodyweight workout, and he, he gets creative. And, you know, he follows a program. And thankfully, like, they're providing him with limited equipment workouts. And, like, I have, uh, I have I've subscribed to uh, comp training. And they have no equipment workouts. And they have a barbell workout. Like, and they have like two different variables and like a lot of gyms are doing that too like they are a lot of affiliates you know are closed obviously and it's either they're renting out equipment it's the law so, guys yeah yeah it's a law so if you are inviting your friends to your garage uh, technically you're breaking <laughs> the law um, but are you though you're a private citizen it's depending on what what the government says so like governor DeSantis said all gyms are closed and if you're but you're not a gym if you are well if you're a crossfit gym or an affiliate like you technically are a gym but you're I'm not, not an affiliate i'm not an affiliate yeah. like you guys are welcome to come to my garage all you want like i'm i'm not a, i'm not Very a gym place i'm not <laughs> i'm not a gym owner but like gym owners especially like you know they're a lot of them are doing it are really really good and like they're not the ones like screaming like oh support your business like if you don't have a contingency plan for a business, like what are you what are you really doing? Like that's true. Um, a lot of them are renting out equipment to members, where you know obviously they sanitize them, and then when they bring back the equipment, they're going to sanitize it again. And um, they're host they're programming, uh, you know, at home workouts, you know, body workouts with the you know which a lot of people are really doing well, and that's the thing I love about what's going on. In social media is like I see all these posts of people working out at home or doing things at home that they normally wouldn't Seriously. do, and like you know, like having Zoom conferences <laughs> at home and like they're having a good time doing it. Like, and it's bringing people close together, and that's another thing that I love about America. Like, crisis <laughs> really brings us yeah. together and like makes us realize what's important in life. Um, but like the gyms that are not giving you know, at home workouts or, you know, online classes or renting out equipment. Like you guys are missing out. You're missing out. And like you, you have no reason to gripe and cry, cry about it. Like you should be, that's something you should be doing. That's crazy. Like I just um, I realized yeah. that like now we're really leveraging what, what power social media has. And I think for the longest time we've been griping about how social media can like massively isolate you. But now in the state of isolation, people are actually taking advantage of it and, and connecting. I think we're yeah. realizing that, you know, we we really do miss or we take for granted all the times that we're out. Like you're saying, yeah. you get restless. Like, I'm freaking restless. Yeah. Like I didn't realize just how much outdoor time I spent until I don't have much of it. Yeah, I, I'm the same way. And like <laughs> uh, I told you, like I was working out in my garage and I see all my neighbors like either taking walks with their dogs oh. or riding bikes or running. And I'm like... 
you guys think I'm crazy for working out of my garage, yet you guys are running all the time now. <laughs> like I'm like, what are you guys doing outside your house? So I find it, you know, I find it funny, but it's uh, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, remember um, to keep a six foot distance, guys. Yeah, exactly. So uh, another thing that uh, CrossFit HQ is doing is uh, they announced an online competition to raise money for affiliates. Um, they've actually stopped or um, postponed or reduced the fees for affiliates. So if you're a CrossFit affiliate. You actually have to pay like a monthly fee to CrossFit HQ um, to keep your CrossFit name. Um, so they they're raising money for like I don't know how it's gonna go because I, I know like they had two opens last year and not as many people par- participated like sending money for the <laughs> open as previous years. Um, just because I, I feel like the open's dying, but I think so. I, I think so. That's my personal opinion. I don't know what the stats are. Well, I mean, let's, let's kind of go down that one hole yeah. for a little bit. Um, the Open was kind of their way of getting athletes into the games, right? Yes. So, and, like, you can still get athletes in the games, but you have to be, like, you have to finish first, basically. Gotcha. So how, are you, are you saying that, like, there's just so many people that have, like, risen to the top that pretty much... It's like, becoming so yeah. competitive Yeah. to where, like, you can, like, if you were... You know, from like, small, some, like if you're from like you're from the, the if you're you know you're from the you're from the Philippines like yeah if you were to compete yeah. if you were to compete in the Philippines mm-hmm. in the open in the Philippines and you place number one in the Philippines yeah. you get a, a berth to go to the CrossFit Games okay but if you compete in the United States you'd have to be number one you'd have to beat Frazier you'd have to beat all the top you know if you're a woman you'd have to beat Carrie Pierce who's like the number one woman in the country yeah. in CrossFit. Or at least in the United States, you have to. You've got to qualify for those slots. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then you have to get invited to a sanctional, and you know, obviously, if you don't win the open in your state in your country, you have to go to a sanctional. <clears throat> what you're saying stuff. is so, like, if if you happen to be in the same region, I say Rich Froning, unless like he, well, he does teams. He so, does, well, I mean, yeah. back in the day, like, yeah. If if under those circumstances, like if Rich never stopped just crushing it, mm-hmm. um, what you're saying is. He basically had to beat him, or something would have to happen where he got knocked out of the games, out of the running, in order for you to be able to like get a shot. Basically, yeah. Um, it's yeah. just like you know, it's just like it's almost run like the like Olympic trials, like especially in the United States. Like I know, I don't know how other um, sports do it. Like I'm, I'm sure track is the same way, where they take the top two in every event. Mm-hmm. Like for swimming, like top two in every event, except for maybe like the hundred freestyle and the two hundred freestyle, where they take the top four. You have to be top two uh, in order to go make the United States Olympic team. Oh yeah, yeah. So, so it's uh, it's already like stacked. so yeah. So like <laughs> back in my 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 swimming heyday, um, I, I would have basically have to fight for second place because I knew I was going to beat Michael Phelps. Yeah, like that was basically what it was, and like that Dang. was basically because I swim the same event. It happens. So. It happens though, right? At the Olympic trials, like you're not going to beat him. Like yeah. that, that that spot is his. Yeah. And then everyone else is fighting for second place. Gotcha. Um, you know, some people will really thrive, and like, like United States is the number one country, like number one in swimming and in track. So like the track and field, like those are the two most competitive sports that we have. Yeah. Um, and it's really hard to get so basically like that US to, to get yeah. that like number two spot you there has to be like some crazy act of God where everybody else got knocked out of the runnings yeah okay. um, so what you're saying is as far as like the, the, the open goes it's like it's almost just like a cute thing but it like if if no Olsen's up there and Panchik and whoever else has been crushing it over the last maybe three years like it's probably not going to be likely that you'll get in there yeah okay. uh, yeah it's it's really you know really really competitive so yeah um, you know, their best options, like, I kind of like the sanctionals because it opens up everything to... Well, it's 2020 and, yeah. you know, well, equality. Yeah, equality. And, like, <laughs> I like I like the sanctionals because it, it brings you to, like, a different place. Um, but I also miss regionals to where, like, you know, the best in the southeast compete, the best in the northeast compete, the best in yeah. the midwest compete. Yeah. You know, and, like, I like that, you know, top five spot. Like, I, I feel like they can have regionals and sanctionals at the same time yeah. and it wouldn't make a difference. Um, that's just my opinion, but well, it gives um, you an idea of like yeah. where you stand as far as the rest of the country is concerned. Yeah, yeah. What do you think Henry is? Yeah, I, I, I honestly think like you think he can make like a solid run of the games. 
Because if he like. goes to like a sanctional, and I, I think Waterpalooza uh, would be a good one for him because mm-hmm. it's it's one of the bigger sanctionals. And is that considered a sanctional? Yeah, it's, it's considered oh, it a sanctional. Um, they always have his swims, and if I can work with him on a swim, he'll he'll kill it. Because he's really yeah. good at everything. Else. He's really good, you know, barbell movements. Like, and he, his, you know, his aerobic capacity is pretty good. So, yeah. and he's um, like the right size for the yeah, games too. Exactly. So it, it I I feel like just genetics tweaking, matters, yeah. guys. Yeah. Genetic. But it's not it, like. But here's the thing. Yeah. I say genetics, and it's like it's not like Henry's like six foot four. Like Henry is like competitively genetically fit for what the CrossFit Games demands. Yeah. You know. Like yeah, yeah, around, I, like I feel like genetics. Five seven five nine. Genetics doesn't always play a precursor. Like obviously, like there's a whole conversation about nature versus nurture. Yeah. And like I. I'm not built like a prototype swimmer. Like I'm yeah. definitely not what you see. Like I had teammates who were definitely built the same way that I was, and they're not prototype swimmers. And I had mm-hmm. freaks of nature who were on my team who were prototype swimmers. Um, I I grew up in a swimming family. Like I, you know, I had tenacity. I I, I didn't care who you were. I was going to race you no matter what. Yeah. Um, do I have genetic advantages? Maybe potentially. Yeah. Like uh, I knew, you know, during high school and college. I have to go to the doctor to get um, my physical done for sports to go into college. Mm. Um, they found out that I had an enlarged heart. It was 20% larger than normal people. That's why my heart rate was so low and my blood pressure was so high. They had to figure that out. Um, I'm double jointed in my knees. So I have more flexion when I do dolphin kick. I'm double jointed in my shoulders. My shoulders are really flexible. Um, you know, gave me more reach. I have a six foot one wingspan and I'm only five ten. Like that also plays a factor. It's yeah. All these different variables. So like was I a prototype swimmer or was I not? You know, prototype swimmer would be Yeah, you took a, you, you know, took advantage of whatever. Yeah, I took advantage of whatever yeah. you know, genetics that, you know, God or whatever whoever <clears throat> gave me. Yeah. Um and then like, you know, obviously talent and like, you know, talent talent works until hard work beats it. I mean Yeah. Uh, there's there's so many factors that go into it. Yeah. Um, Basically, um, we were talking about like the regional sectionals. Um, you have a shot, but it's gonna be a lot of work. Yeah. It's a lot of work, and you're you're going up against a lot of people who have been like holding those spots for a long time. Yeah. And, like ready to break into that door, or have probably gone to the games and have the chance to do it again. Yeah, and like this also goes to like the. Olympic sports, like, you know, as many of you guys know, the Olympics have been postponed, which I'm, you know, thankfully it's not canceled, but it's definitely like the first time in my (laughs) lifetime, because I remember in 1980, I wasn't born yet, obviously, but in 1980, the Olympics were boycotted by the United States. Yeah. um, Because of the whole Cold War issue. Yeah. but this is the first time in my lifetime that the Olympics have been postponed or canceled for their year. And, you know, I'm, I'm upset because, like, I love the Olympics. Like, that is my favorite. Like, I'm a huge supporter of Team USA because they've never let me down. Yeah. Unlike my alma mater has this year in football. Um, <laughs> but it, it's, it's devastating for a lot of people who literally this is, like their life's dream like life's work and they had to postpone it for a year and like not saying like they're totally out of it but like a lot of shit can happen to you like you yeah. can get injured like and then your whole dreams are crushed yep you know so um one of the athletes um well probably the greatest swimming athlete of all time michael phelps you know he's he's a big mental health advocate and he talks about his concern about um you know olympic athletes like how it's postponed it can you know, hurt them mentally, and like for him, like well, a lot of people don't know this, but after he won all those gold medals in um, it wasn't Athens, was it Beijing in two thousand eight? He won eight. Well, he became like he became he, God. Be, yeah, he won eight gold medals. I think it was in Beijing. Um, yeah. He got really depressed. Like, a lot of people don't know that. Like, he was severely depressed. He didn't swim for, like, a year. And then in 2012, or the years leading up to 2012, like, he took a year off and only trained for three years, which is unheard of. 
like normally you take like a small break and then you go back right into swimming. Like I, I think the longest break I've ever took from swimming was two weeks and that hurt me tremendously. So after that, I only took like three days. So, um, but like, yeah, it's a huge mental concern. Like, especially for having something so you work so hard to compete in and you know, your life, life goal, like dream to be, yeah, your tired being like your tired purpose of competing in that sport to be ripped away from you. Like I could, I could see like the huge mental breakdowns that can happen. Um, and like, you know, if you were feeling that way, like you definitely need to go talk. You, you can't bottle that stuff up. Like I know a lot of athletes are, are very stoic and they're tough. Yeah. Well, yeah. Cause there's, they deal with, you deal with a lot of shit a lot as of an athlete. Yeah. And, and like, yeah. And like you, yeah. you have, you have to have a healthy way of coping with it. Like a lot, I mean, for me, like I would bottle stuff up until I explode. And, uh, <laughs> and that's just me. Like, cause you know, my, you know, I had a. I didn't have a rough background, but I've had certain things in my life that made me that way to where I didn't want to talk about certain things. And you literally have to bring down all my barriers, all my walls, and then break open the chest that is my life and get what's coming out what's to the root of what's bothering me. So, um, and like, I'm, I'm happy that, you know, Phelps is a huge advocate of it and he's actually doing, uh, some good things for these athletes. Advocacy around it, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's just with anything. Even if, like, you don't have to be an athlete to have that. When you kind of define your life based on something, like um, there have been stories of, of big CEOs who define their lives based on their success, and if they happen to fail, like the 2008 financial crisis, yeah. committed suicide. Yeah. It, when, when you define your life based on that thing and it starts to crumble, you kind of question who you are. Um, so that is a very real concern when it comes to say the Olympics and all these things that are coming up and certainly for us individually like we've defined so much over like I didn't realize just how much of a thing it was to go to the gym for me until I couldn't Mm -hmm. you know and I I feel it's affecting a lot of people Um, I told you uh, one of our future guests uh, Mike Orlando he's literally going insane like he (laughs) he can't train and he's stuck at home with his fiance and he's like I, I take my prof- he's if you guys don't know who Mike Orlando is he's a professional wrestler um, he lives in town uh, he was in like episode number two he was in episode number two um, just uh, the green machine and Ali Rex uh, we talk about everything from chicken nuggies to chalky milk um, <laughs> they're you know they're awesome people and um, he's literally going insane like yeah. inside his own house and he's, I have, he worked out with me earlier this week and I'll try to get him. Uh, I'll probably go to his house today and pick him up, drive him down to my place to work out. Nice, but um, just to get him out get of the house. house. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he, you know, he's uh, literally going insane inside his own house. Like, there's so many things that he can do, but like, I think he needs this place where like he can be himself inside of a gym. You know, it's definitely it's definitely made me realize that I need like when I'm thinking I need gym equipment, it definitely yeah. makes me think, damn, like this this what a drug addict feels like. Like yeah, like, like it's, well, like we said last week, it's a dopamine response. Yep, and like people, some people don't understand. Like, you know, exercise at least releases endorphins, and you feel so much better when you do it that you know you're kind of addicted to that feeling. <laughs> Which, like, it's a, a healthy addiction. Yeah, you know, it's only benefiting you. But like, when you don't do it, like you you feel really low. Like I, I know I if I don't work out every day, like I feel really low about myself. Yeah, so. um I feel like it's it's very healthy. It's definitely a good place yeah. to uh, to get out some yeah. of that pent up energy. And I, I feel like a lot of people are getting really creative. And like I know a lot of people are annoyed about the uh, C ten do ten challenge. <laughs> like I've had teammates who are like, "Dude, I just finished working out. Like, why are you sending do me more. this?" Yeah, and like it's fun. Like you don't have to do it obviously it is that, that day. But like I know I love that when people are tagging me. In a C ten do ten challenge, like I I don't care. Like I, I, I did twenty. I'm yeah, like, God damn it. Well, uh, like somebody, yeah, yeah. Somebody said ten push ups. Like I can do ten push ups all the time. Like do twenty push ups. Yeah. And then one of my teammates, uh, Juan Sequeira, like he tagged me in a C forty send forty. So I was doing forty push ups. I'm like, damn it, dude! I just did like a hundred and something push ups today. Like, <laughs> Come on, yeah. man. So, and then like I I challenged different people to different things. Um. I tagged uh, one of my uh, 
one of my old roommates, um, Doug Ramos, like, uh, to do like 10 dips. And he's like, dude, I'm going to beat your ass. Like, you know, I can't do 10 dips. So I was like, all right, well, I'll send you like a, you know, a beer challenge. And he's like, I, I can do that. So it's a, you know, yeah. it's, well, it's fun to get that, that community and like that yeah. camaraderie and like, you know, in this time of isolation, it's good to see like people come together and yeah, you know, interacting. So like, uh, like we said earlier in the podcast and you can really reach out to a bunch of people, which is dangerous because if you do like a C10, do 10. Yeah. And then you get people blasting it back to you. Yeah. And you have to do like a hundred. Well, it's not, I mean, are you going to get rabbed though? No. No. <laughs> I, I mean, no. If you break them up, like you, obviously, if you're like gonna do all, all 100 like, reps or whatever, all like, at once. yeah, all at once, like you, you may yeah, have you a possibility of doing David Goggins, and you like happen to be in like David Goggins' network, and he yeah. tells you to run like a marathon, then do it. <laughs> then you probably be like, screwed. First off, I ain't running no marathon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not that I can't do it, just because yeah. I refuse to. Because there's yeah. no reason for me to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, just, it just really is a, it really is cool in that way that we're able to connect and able to do stuff and um, actually as a matter of fact this may be a good spot to kind of talk about one of the ways that you're going to be um, sharing something with people so that they can do stuff on their own and maybe even have the opportunity to do stuff with uh, yeah so Mark, Mark. Uh, as you guys know like I have this program called Streamline that I'm trying to you know get get going and like obviously we have very limited access to like pools and stuff right now because of the quarantine. So I'm gonna be releasing some uh, dry land exercises or what is it? be exercises? Yeah, dry land exercises yeah. to help you with your your swimming. Like obviously, I can't analyze your swimming technique, but I can show you some things that you know I did as a swimmer that helped you know maximize my swimming potential inside the water that I was doing outside of the water called dry line exercises um, there's a lot of band work um, it's a lot of you know focusing on body control obviously you're not going to work on breathing because you need a pool to do that but there's things that you can work on like perfecting your your flutter kick the, um, perfecting your pulling technique there, there's things that we can work on that will translate into the water and uh, I think that would help you if you're interested in that like I can release and show you guys some stuff so um, I think that would be really cool and um, yeah we can work on all that stuff cool got the commercial right here yeah what's up guys it's Mark Florida's Fittest Podcast let me tell you about a project I've been working on called Streamline Streamline is a swim program catered towards CrossFit athletes triathletes military members and my first responders for my CrossFit athletes, this might be the missing part of your game. For my triathletes, I want you guys to work on the hardest part of the race, the swim portion. You know, whether it be swimming in a pool or open water, I want you guys to feel super comfortable. For my military members, combat stroke and water confidence. Water confidence can translate to confidence on the battlefield, remaining calm and staying focused in the heat of the moment. For my first responders, God forbid you ever have to make a water rescue and extraction, I want you guys to be most prepared. I guarantee you guys working with me, I have you swimming more effective and more efficient than you ever have before. I have over 15 years of competitive swimming as my background, eight of those years at the national level. I'm water safety certified and I've swam ocean rescue for a number of years. I've worked with CrossFit athletes, I've worked with triathletes, I've worked with age group swimmers, I've taught swim lessons from ages two to 18, and I've worked with spec ops recruits working with me, I guarantee you guys again that you'll see a significant difference in your swimming ability. Thanks. Sit. Go. Alright. And we are back. We're back. And um, yeah, like there's so many things going on. There are. Well, I kind of <laughs> want to touch, I, it's so easy to just get wrapped up in like current events. Mm -hmm. That I mean, this is kind of current but um relative events yeah yeah but i i wanted to we touched on let's see the olympics we touched on crossfit um i guess like relative to what's going on right now um besides stay inside and follow the rules like don't fall for like dumb 
God, people are starting to put out stupid information now about getting over this, like, getting over the virus. <laughs> People were saying, like, if you go on a ketogenic diet, it'll keep you from getting it. Or... How, how? <laughs> <laughs> That's, and I, I'm all about, like, some high-fat diet. Like, bacon, steaks, yeah. all the way. Just like, don't assume that's going to fix things or keep yeah. you from getting it. Like, Because people are going to take advantage of this time when you're to, vulnerable. To spew, like... To spew to bullshit. Just fake, like, yeah. nutritional facts and... Yeah health facts and like I honestly I hate the fact like I, I hate Instagram fitness <laughs> like not in the sense of like I, I love that people are being fit on Instagram yeah. and um, sharing like home workouts and you know what they cook and like meals and stuff You're like like feeding the fridge is probably like one of my favorite pages to follow because mm. um, they post like these uh, Matt Frazier's fiance Sammy posts like these awesome meals and I always try to like cook them and like I, I love like uh you know home workouts like like surf people do like um I know Catalyst Strength uh, you know Catalyst Athletics has um, been posting like barbell workouts yeah. for at home where it's like I'll, I'll you know save it and follow it in hybrid strength or hybrid performance method um you know post you know different accessory work that we can do that not, not many people you know realize like the the marching kettlebell walk. A lot of people, you know, do like the side bends with the kettlebells. They work on their obliques. Like that's not the most effective way. The marching kettlebell walk is definitely more effective. Like that's I love that kind of stuff. Like, but like the the BS stuff. Like so easy. It, it's so easy yeah. to fall into that trap. Like they, they, there's yeah. like you know 100 grams of broccoli has like, more or no 100 calories of broccoli has more protein than you know 100 calories of steak. You, you know shit. You know how much broccoli you have to eat to get the hundred calories. Yep. Like just silly stuff like just that. Just silly stuff like that. Like it, it, I mean, so you got to be careful. Yeah. Like given the times, like we're all, a lot of us are kind of desperate yeah. for answers, and we want something to like keep us safe. I get it, but don't just man be smart. Oh, and like full disclosure for people, I am fifty percent vegan, fifty percent carnivore. <laughs> um, that's how I view my diet. You're and half uh, plant-based. Yeah, it's called omnivore. <laughs> combine the best of both worlds. Yeah. That way, I'm totally not yeah. effed on nutrition. Yeah, what's that called? <laughs> there's, there's like it's, a specific name for that. It's, like, it's called an omnivore. It's yeah, an omnivore, omnivore diet. I'm, like, I'm trademarking that term now. Omnivore diet. Yeah. There's going to be a new Best e of both worlds. Win for your new ebook to come out. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, even in the context of science, I was listening to the Stronger by Science podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, great, great one, by the way. If you're like a nerd, it's a great one to listen to. Um, I always had my suspicions around heart rate variability because it was such a big deal. Maybe like two or three years ago, maybe even five years ago, as the whole quantified self became a more of a, more of a yeah. thing. Like you recently had a, a whoop band. Yeah. Which, by the way, did you ever get one back? I got one back. They didn't send a charger, so I sent everything back. Like, You're just done. Yeah, I was like, I wrote like a nasty review. I was like, you guys <laughs> freaking suck. Like, yeah, I mean, <sighs> thank you for helping me initially, but after that, like, you just totally just like fell off. you fell off. I'm like, I'm not freaking doing this. I'm not paying you for shit. So yeah. here you go. Because you got you got the watch, and then you have the monthly subscription, right? Yeah, yeah. And like, it worked great for like five days, and it was awesome. I was finding all these things that. I wanted to know and yep. I could work on and all the things that I didn't want to know and how much I was missing out on recovery. Yeah. So um, it was really like beneficial, but you know, after it broke, it took like over three weeks for them to send me a new one. And then when they sent me a new one, they, cause I sent, I sent back everything. Cause I, you know, that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. They just sent me back the band. I'm like, well, what's, what's good with the band if I can't, if, if I can't charge, charge it? So I just sent back everything, deleted the app, and I was like, I'm not paying you guys. Yeah, so. yeah. And that stuff, like the whole quantified self stuff is really cool, but especially now, I feel like now, because um, given the circumstances, now is a good time to work on the fundamentals. Um, so for example, with me, I'd like to work on getting, um, doing like a, like a stretch, like, what is that, like when you do like a, you stretch and then touch your toes, but then like I want to be able to put my, put my palms on the floor and then uh, work towards like a handstand progression, like a clean one, which means like I can uh, work on my shoulders. Uh, oh yeah, from uh, 
basically standing to straddle handstand. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just like fundamentals. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a, you know this is a great time, especially if you're isolated, and you don't have you don't have equipment. You know, equipment like I think you know body like Henry said like body weight movements are yeah. basically essential. Like going back to basics, like yeah. how many people you see at the gym who have horrible squat mechanics? Yeah, like work on your pistols. You know, work that on your pistols. Really Learn important. how to squat properly. Like yeah. like uh, for you know for those of you who have kids like. Toddlers and babies have the best squat, you know, mechanics. And I can, yeah, yeah, I like they, agree. and it's without even having learning how to do a squat. They know how to do it naturally because that's what babies do. Yeah, and like if you, if you honestly, if you watch like your your infant or your toddler do things, like their mechanics are so pretty solid. I mean, pretty solid. Like yep. they're damn near perfect the raw because yeah. yeah it's just you know basic natural they haven't been ruined yeah they, yeah they haven't been ruined <laughs> they have like these basic natural instincts to do these you know mechanisms as well um if you ever want to learn you know perfect squat position yeah. like literally watch a toddler pick up something well, the point being is like there's always an opportunity to to go in like don't get caught up in the distractions i think that's yeah. the biggest thing right now is the, the 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 basics will always be the basics and it will guide you towards pretty substantial progress um, especially, especially if you're now discovering that you're just like a first time person getting into fitness and you're just restless and you're find, looking to find ways to, to make the most of it. Um, we're all kind of on a level playing field where most of us, because we don't have gym equipment. So we're all kind of having to play in the same arena yeah. and just trying to figure stuff out. Um, so I mean, for me, like, yeah, sure. I can squat 295, 20, but I don't have the, the means to do that right now. So if it means like squatting a friend, like a 110 pound friend for like two sets of 20s or maybe a couple sets of 20s to kind of like get a feel for that. Yeah. And then developing um, something else, like working on a handstand, working on, like there's other ways to develop strength um, or just uh, see some, some degree of progress um, no matter what your circumstances happen to be. I, I agree. And like what I found too, um, when I was, you know, working on barbell work, um, I used to add like, handstand walks after, like uh, especially if I did like push press or push jerk or split jerk, yeah. I would add handstand walks after all that. And I found like my shoulders were so much stronger nice. after. Yeah. Um, and like when I went to go max out, like I, you know, previously like my, my push jerk was like 285 and I went from 285 to like 310 fairly quickly. Yeah. So um, yeah, like the, all the, all those things like add up, like if you can, hold your body weight up, you know, from your hands, you can hold a heavy barbell up over yep. your head. Yep. Um, somewhat, yeah, somewhat, somewhat related to that is, um, is what I was mentioning earlier about the heart rate variability. It's like, the, don't get caught up in the distractions of, of like, um, <clears throat> learn to play. I think more now, definitely more than anything, learn to just be willing to test stuff out because if you're like if you're doing the adult thing, go oh I should be careful with my shoulders. Like by all means, be fastidious about taking care of that stuff. Yeah. But also be willing to go how far can I push my body? Because like now especially, um, I see it, and a couple of my friends see this as an opportunity to come out the other side stronger. Yeah, and like to add, add to that too, like there are people with kids. Like my, I have friends who have kids. Like they're taking the opportunity to you know, play with their kids and like work on, you know, their baseball swing or their pitching or their throwing or their catching or just basic physical fitness. Like, hey, let's try to do hands, like a handstand hold. Mm -hmm. Like, let's see how long you can do a handstand hold. Like, let's see how many pushes you can do. Let's see how many squats you can do. Like just certain like little circuits and like that's the stuff that like they're missing. And like, you know, people are obviously schools are getting back to like online classes, which I think is awesome. Um, and parents are helping out with their kids, you know, their kids with lesson plans and stuff, which some of the lesson plans are way different than when we were in yeah. school. But, it, you know, it's good that they're, you know, all learning together and they have that opportunity. Yep, absolutely. I mean, rather than like come out the other end of fat, sloppy mess, Shoot, you I have the chance to. Plug to... This in. Oh, no. Yeah. It's all right. We got separate audios. Yeah. Um, but anyways, like, rather than coming out the other end as a fat, sloppy mess, you, you have the chance to all this stuff. All right. And yep. we are back. All right. Well, um, that's saved. So we're going to save that. Cool. 
and then we're going to record another one because I like on. to screw up stuff. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're adapting. Yeah, we are adapting, so uh, it's, it's all good in the hood. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else? Uh, this quarantine has uh, made us do a lot of weird shit, too, um, especially <sighs> at night because uh, I'm going to talk about this. But uh, <laughs> I, I don't know how many of you guys watched uh, the Netflix documentary, the number one show on Netflix recommended for people is uh, Tiger King. Ridiculous. Um, that is some... I'm not watching it. It's so weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know how many of you guys are, you know, self-quarantined, but like this Tiger show stuff, is, it's, it, I, it's like watching a bad car accident. Like you just can't keep your eyes off of it. So like, break it down for me. Basically, so do you know Big Cat Rescue in Tampa? Sure. Like the, uh, so. Kind of like Big Cat Habitat here. Yeah, right? so kind of like, like, like the same thing. Yeah. So there was, a, I guess, a rivalry, rivalry mm -hmm. back in, I think it started in late mm. 2000s. Nerds. And, yeah, with the owner of Big Cat Rescue and this GW Zoo in Oklahoma. Nice. And it's gotten so bad to like the owner of GW Zoo um, sent out a hit against the <laughs> owner of Big Cat Rescue. And it, it's, it's, there's a lot of things like the owner of GW Zoo is gay and like he like tries to seduce like straight men and turn That's, them gay. He's the tiger king, yeah, right? Yeah, he's the yeah. tiger king and like he breeds cubs and he ran, in 2016 he ran for presidency. He ran, he ran for president as a, as a um, independent. independent. Yeah. And he like he ran for governor of Oklahoma and it, it, there's, I mean, this guy is like, he's out there, like he's way out there. Like his name's Joe Exotic, like that, that's how out there he is. Um, and like there's like an there's like another like sanctuary up in uh like Myrtle Beach in South Carolina where basically this dude has a cult. I mean his name is Bagavon, which if you guys know like know what Bagavon means, Bagavon means lord. Mm. Like he, he calls himself and he's a doctor of mystic science. So just to tell you how weird the show gets, and there's a theory that the owner of Big Cat Rescue is not as innocent as everyone thinks. Like, you know, there you guys might have seen the memes, but I mean, after watching the show, I think she killed her husband, fed him to the tiger. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like, she has, she's inherited this huge property, and then people were trying to figure out how she has all the money to have all these tigers and all this influence. Yeah. Her husband was a millionaire, and he just disappeared. And people just don't disappear. Like, it's very rare that you just. Don't find like off, some, yeah. yeah something happened and honestly like if you were gonna feed somebody to a tiger and you chop them up there ain't gonna be no evidence I mean other than in the tiger's excrement which I don't think you can pull any DNA from there so <laughs> it, uh, there, yeah there's so many it, the show is weird and like like I said it's like a bad car accident like you just can't keep your eyes off so it ridiculous. it's it's yeah obviously you haven't watched I'm it I'm not so. watching it <laughs> you I'm refuse to watch it but it, it is so freaking weird. I just feel like so. we could be focused on so many bigger things and yet everyone's yeah, exactly. obsessed uh, with this ridiculous Yeah, I mean, show. I watched it. Um, I haven't finished it, but yeah, it's definitely, uh, it's way out there. And I don't think it's something that I would definitely watch all the time, but it's definitely, it's yeah. freaking weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm probably not going to touch that for like six months. Yeah, you're going to watch it six months later and be like, and be like oh, bro, what the hell is going what on? What in the hell was that? Why did it just waste my life? Um, <laughs> I, I mean, you can very easily be doing something better with your time doing yeah. that, but whatever. Twitch is on, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's all I have, all the topics I wanted to hit so yeah. far. Um, I think we did a pretty good job. I, I know next week we're going to have um, Mike Orlando. Orlando and Ali Rex on the podcast um for guy you know for the guy for the people who don't know who they are they are professional wrestlers um they are they have a couple titles uh in independent wrestling um they are both king and queen king and queen of the north kind of like game of thrones mm -hmm. but um in a kickstart my heart wrestling uh, association 
And um, you know, people you know always like joke around like, oh, wrestling's fake. Da, da, da. Like you have to be an athlete to do that stuff. Like, yeah. if you guys, you know, YouTube, Mike Orlando, like there's very few people that I personally know who can run around at you know six foot four, two hundred seventy five pounds and do the stuff that he does. You know, uh, I've been working out with them and like kind of helping them train. Like, you know, Mike's had two knee certain two knee replacements. Ali's had you know four knee surgeries in twelve years. And uh, they just started doing like squats and everything. And there's a total transformation with Allie where like you could see like she's always made, been made fun of for chicken legs. She doesn't weigh a lot. She weighs like maybe 105 pounds. That's all soaking wet. She's probably five, 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 four, five, three, maybe. Okay. And like she's, she's thin, average, but yeah. yeah, but you know, she started training legs and like, you know, you <clears> see like, you know, her quads are growing. Like she's, she's like, I've been trying to do abs for years, like I've wanted abs for years, and I never thought that doing squats would give me abs. Like there's certain things that like if you add it into your workout that you haven't done, like your body responds differently. And I, I told her like the foundation of strength is in your legs. Um, you know, I tell, I told my the kid that I'm training Trey. Yeah. Like I was like, you want to gain size? What do you need to train? He's, he's like, I don't Work know. Legs. I was like, I was like, well, where did your testosterone come from? And he's like, he kind of like hesitated. I'm like, testosterone comes from your balls. Like. Yeah. If you train your like what's the closest body part to your balls it's like your legs like if you train those you're gonna grow well <laughs> you, <laughs> if you train that you're gonna, you're gonna grow and like it's gonna create a stimulus and it's gonna release yeah. you know testosterone gro human growth hormone and you're you're gonna gain size yeah and um it's it's gonna benefit you you know all around um you know you, you and i know from the 20 20 rep uh, squat, squat program that our core got really, like, especially for me, my core got super thick from doing it. Mm. And I, you know, I mean, like, uh, you know, I can do beltless, beltless squats and you know, beltless heavy squats with, you know, 365 <laughs> on my back without having a belt. Where previously I had to put, you know, a belt on for that. So yeah. it's all, you know, coming together and it. it you know, adding these things and changes your stimulus and how you respond, how your body responds to the stress. Makes you stronger. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing is making you stronger. So I think they're going to talk about fitness and then like, obviously they've been affected too, uh, as the entertainment side. Um, they, you know, WrestleMania, one of their biggest events. Yeah. You know, they lost probably they they're probably missing out on like ten thousand dollars because like that was a big payday for them because they would have been wrestling all week. Yeah. So. Um, they'll talk about that stuff and they'll talk about their fitness journeys and how they got started and everything like that. And so, food stuff. And, and food stuff and food how stuff. Uh, Allie's diet is primarily composed of chicken nuggets and uh, chocolate milk. And so Mike's is, actually, Mike actually eats really clean. Somebody's gonna get a hold of that girl. <laughs> she's trying, she's, she's yeah. trying to eat better. Well, I got nothing else. Yeah, uh, I'm all fresh out so um, like I said, uh, you want to have a closing statement? Uh, my closing statement is um, just chill. I think that's really the big thing throughout this whole situation is I'm not saying be completely dismissive of what's going on because yeah. I think people had the idea that I was saying like ignore it and it was going to make things worse. But I'm not saying ignore it. I'm just saying step back from the the um, the media chaos that they're uh, raining on everyone with yes. and focus on what needs to get done. Obviously follow the rules because that will limit exposure to everybody else yes. and yourself. It'll get us back on the right track sooner and then we can go and actually enjoy the rest of the life outside that we're missing out on. So that's again, like follow the rules, don't get into a crazy hysterical panic mode, mm -hmm. um, which doesn't mean be completely, um, um, what is it, uh, content or, um, I forget the word, complacent. Yeah. Just don't be complacent, but don't be erratic and ridiculous. It's not I necessary. agree. Um, That's it. I, I'd like everyone to you know, try to remain calm and like, obviously, don't be complacent in any part of your life because your life can change in mm. three minutes. And I've, I've said that before. Well, um, our lives have changed. Yeah, we all didn't of our lives. This. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, we definitely didn't expect this. No, like, everyone is basically in the same boat now, struggling. Yep. So um, what I would like to see, like I know 
there's nothing stronger than America in crisis, and I've said this before. And what I would love to see as a result of this, like everything coming back to normal, and people still remaining like kind to each other and helping, you know, helping a neighbor out in any way they can. Yeah. And like when this is all over, like let's spend our vacations in the United States. Like if you're gonna go tra somewhere, travel within the United States. Don't go out of country. <laughs> Well, like, there's so many beautiful spots in the United States that you can go to. And, like, and like I, I know a lot of people have, you know, packed up the RV and headed to, like, a national, you know, a national park, which I think is pretty cool. Like, they're, yeah. they feel more safe being quarantined out in the wilderness than... In the city. In the city, which well, is, you know, I, I think people yeah. are taking advantage of nature and, like, the, stuff like that. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, like I said, like, there's nothing stronger than America when it's in crisis and when we come together. To help each other so yeah if we spend our time you know traveling within the united states and helping our neighbors out you know we can create so many you know great things and you know continue to work out and like continue to push you know push ourselves each and every day to be the best version of ourselves is all we can do cool so um yeah, yeah that's our writing message and uh we're gonna sign out and uh thank you guys for listening well, where can we, well, you can find me at My Primal Being everywhere on social media. So that's going to be Instagram and Facebook primarily. And you can find me at, on Instagram at MCOX91. And uh, yeah, and look out for more streamlined stuff. Uh, we're going to film some dry line exercises for you guys to, uh, you know, participate in and, or look at or join or I don't know what you guys are going to do with it. but um. Yeah, it's, it's definitely going to help you guys with your swim mechanics, um, especially kicking and pulling uh, primarily, and like we'll work on some body rotation and stuff like that, because that's basically the things that most people forget about. And then the only way we can do breathing is in the water, so uh, I'll teach you guys that too. So Sweet. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye.